warm welcome to you all. Hope you'll thoroughly enjoy our program. Britannia, a very British podcast about very British movies with just a hint of professionalism. Good morning, Scott here. It's one of those wonderful, very rare occasions when I can say hello, Tony, and hello, Steve, and good morning, boys. Good morning. Hello, mate. Yeah, it's good. One of our rare freeways. Oh, uh, the first one since before us, I think. It yeah. Yeah, because we, we recorded the Christmas and the New Year specials together, didn't we? I think it was the last time all three of us were in the same Skype room. Yep. Sounds right to me, yeah. Yeah, so we're now mid, what are we, early May. This episode's probably going to go out around about June, because we're catching up now with the backlog. So things are looking good, guys. You know, we're coming up for four years, we're coming up for 100 episodes. Oh, yeah, really? So, yeah, this is about episode 98 or something this will be. Might even be episode 102, I can't remember where it's going to sit in the... I think, yeah, I think this is going to be released after the 100th episode, if my... Yeah. Is yeah, yeah. I think it might be 102, 103, something like that. Once we get um, the third man, which is episode 100, and then the hammer horrors starting from 101. So, yeah, all looking good. It's my choice originally. This was going to be just for Tony. It was going to be a Tony and I episode. But when Stephen found out what it was, he went, "Oh my God, please let me be part of that," because uh, <laughs> he couldn't turn the opportunity down. So I'm gatecrashing. You gatecrashing, yeah. but the reason I picked it for you, Tony, and, and as soon as I said it, you you were quite excited about this. Very, well, very, because but what it, it's just the perfect storm, isn't it, for you? Because it's it's a sitcom from the late sixties, early seventies, well, right through the seventies, pretty much. Um, a big movie adaptation of a sitcom, um, and, and it, there's a military theme to it, and it's yeah. and it's just something we all have loved and grown up with. And, and it's still being shown on the TV now. We're doing Dad's Army, the movie, 1971. Stephen, I'm going to talk to Tony very briefly because he wasn't part of the conversation when we did Please Sir, the movie. So we had a big chat, didn't we, mate, about sitcom adaptations into the big screen movies. And We did. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to get Tony's thoughts. I mean, we know, Tony, you love... You love a sitcom. You love a British sitcom. Right? Oh, I do like a sitcom. <laughs> um, have you got any favourite sort of like the bit of the big screen movie versions of the sitcoms? Any of them sort of stand out for you? Um, definitely this one, mm. um, which is why it was quite a nice surprise when you'd done it. Um, I think Man About the House, they did one, didn't they? It was made by Hammer, believe it or not, as well. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a few. They all seemed to do like the little pilot movie sort of things back then, didn't they? It was just sort of a 
Is Natural it? progression sort of thing. Bless This House was one of your favourites as well, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, Bless This House. I um, being served did a big one, didn't they, when they went on holiday? They did go abroad and lived in their little tents. Yeah, that was quite <laughs> <laughs> So anything like this is, is totally up your street, mate. So we've, we've, we've picked something that hopefully um, we've got a bit of conversation about. I'm going to let Stephen into another little secret here. Um, Stephen, as well as it being a rare occasion where all three of us are together... It's even rarer that Tony watched the movie yesterday instead of four o'clock I this morning. Did watch it yesterday. <laughs> is that is that because originally we were going to record yesterday? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I actually messaged Scott because I thought it was quite a, a rarity. Sent me a picture um, of everything he did. Oh, I did send the picture in case you didn't believe it. <laughs> Uh, it's unprecedented I think yeah because normally your habits are sort of like 4 o'clock in the morning on the day of recording time isn't it pretty much there, there has been times where I've literally <laughs> the movie has ended because I've actually married up the times and then we've recorded it immediately afterwards so we normally get like your immediate reaction it normally yeah yeah straight away first hand account so this um, time yeah you've had and it was chance. actually in English I managed not to find one in Dutch or <laughs> Something See, like that. I, I thought you'd have had this on DVD, mate. This would have been one of your prize collection, this one. I have, mm. but just not here. Well, that's just right. You've my, got stuff everywhere, haven't you, at the moment? That's right. Yeah, yeah. my life sort of spread between three places. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So before we go into it, I'm assuming you've watched this a few times, Tony. Yeah. Stephen, I'm going to say the same. Yeah, it's been... Three or four, at least, if not more yeah. than that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know for a fact because I started letterboxd.com eight years ago when, you know, we all first started podcasting back then with the Stinking Paws and other podcasts. And I know, like, looking through my letterbox list, I hadn't watched this for eight years at least. Blimey. But I, I even knew some of the words as it went through. So. Let's just have a look. I think there's a trailer out there somewhere, guys. If not, we'll have a little bit of a uh, bit of dialogue from the film or some music or something. Back after this. Who do you think you are kidding, Mr. Hitler? If you think we're on the run, we are the boys who will stop your little game. We are the boys who will make you think again Cause who do you think you are kidding Mr. Hitler If you think old England's done Mr. Brown goes off to town on the A21 But he comes home each evening and he's ready with his gun So watch out Mr. Hitler, you have met your match in us if you think you can crush us, we're afraid you've missed the bus. Cause who do you think you are kidding, Mr. Hitler? If you think we're on the run. We are the boys who will stop your little game. We are the boys who will make you think again. Cause who do you think you are kidding, Mr. Hitler? If you think old England's done. You out on patrol again tonight, Arthur? Yes, I'm afraid I am, Mavis. Oh, you'll have to come back with Frank and stay here the night. It'll be too late for you to go home. Oh, no fuss, Mavis. 
We don't want you catching a cold. I can make you up a bed like I did last night on the settee. Uncle Arthur must be a very light sleeper, Mum. Hell, why? When I came down this morning for the milk, his bed hardly looked slept in. Get on with your tea, Frank. <coughs> okay, Dad's Army, released in the UK, 1971. Directed by a guy called Norman Cohen, starring, of course, Arthur Lowe, John LeMessurier, Clive Dunn, John Laurie, James Beck, Arnold Ridley, Ian Lavender, Liz Fraser. We'll have to talk about this because she's playing Mrs. Pike in this as well, which is, mm. is probably one of the only deviations of, of character. Uh, from the TV series. You've got Bernard Archer in there, Bill Pertwee, Frank Williams, all the famous faces that we know and love from the TV series. The storyline of the movie, when World War II breaks out, the small seaside town of Wilmington-on-Sea finds itself less than ably defended by the elderly and inept members of Captain Mannering's Home Guard unit. Put on manoeuvres by a visiting Major General, Mannering's men manage to bungle one task after another. However, when a group of Germans from a scout plane take the mayor hostage at the church hall, the clueless soldiers might still have a chance of saving the day. When was the last time you guys watched the first series, the original black and whites from the late sixties? Can you or have you? Can you remember when you saw those recently? Oh, it would have been last year. It'd have been like a gold. Mm. Repeat sort of thing. Quite recent, Stephen. Probably a bit longer for you, mate. I'm sure. Yeah, probably longer for me. Um, I think I'd say three years. Yeah. Well, the thing that stuck out for me is that the first half of this movie is literally like the first one or two, probably three episodes of the TV series, isn't it? Expanded into a movie form. Yes. yes. It's the whole thing of you know the announcement that the. The local defence volunteers are being set up, which then become the home guards, and it's the the getting of the weapons and the getting of the uniform and, and getting to know the characters, isn't it? And you're seeing them in their day-to-day life as Jones the Butcher and the bank and all of that sort of stuff. Just transposed to the big screen. Yeah, it takes a, from a couple of episodes, it does just transpose. You know, they're possibly some of the best bits in this, obviously. Mm. Um, there were bits that were just taken directly. I think it's great, though, because you can see there's a bit of a budget because they've gone on location which they used to do in the TV series anyway, but not that often, you know. And it's great to see the sort of the setups of the shops and all that lot where Jonesy works and the bank and, you know, James Beck standing outside, you know, doing his spiv bit and all that sort of stuff. Tony, I mean, you just sort of mentioned it briefly. I mean, do you like it when you get a big screen adaptation of, of a sitcom so that it can expand that little universe a bit for you so you can see stuff that you hadn't seen previously? That's it, yeah, because they're not trying to jam it all into 30 minutes a lot of the time, are they? No. Um, yeah, they could be a bit more elaborate with it. they got a bit more time with it. And, yeah, I, I mean, I was looking through and I even noticed things yesterday that I'd not noticed in it before. Mm. Um, things I'd not noticed in the um, TV series as well. All right. Just li- little details, um, little details, which was, um, yeah, it was quite nice. I'll tell you um, what was... It's the first time I watched it from a sort of a critic point of view yesterday um yeah we said that before that when you actually are watching things for a podcast you end up putting a slightly different eye in um and you do notice sometimes it's more critical and you actually then been been more negative in certain ways or picking holes a bit more but other times you're actually noticing things that you know you're going oh oh, that's good i didn't notice that before so Mm. um, So i'm glad you yeah watching it critically then tony that was there anything that you didn't like about the movie, because I'm going to assume that you love this. 
it's easy watching and it for everybody not it's, it's not yeah. too difficult no. to watch and i think that's what people have got if it was a war film then yeah maybe i'd have picked holes in stuff but you can't in this because it wasn't made for that it almost it starts your, off like a war film, doesn't it? You know, because it, it starts does. off with the Germans, doesn't it? In, in the high command or whatever, planning the invasion, which we never see, you know. Doesn't it use some of the footage that wasn't used in uh, another war film? Does it? Battle of Britain. Battle of Britain or something, with some of the, the shots of the planes and, and stuff, it was some of the unused footage that was used. That makes for sense. That. Um, along with the stock footage of, of, of Hitler and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's yeah some of the planes passing over and, and things. Oh, so that um, was Battle of Britain's late sixties, wasn't it? I think the Michael Caine one. Yeah. Yeah. So I think because it's um, the same from the same studio, I think so they, they just you know dug the footage out that they didn't use. They were allowed to use it. Yeah. Um, I tell you what else was good about the beginning of this movie, guys. You know, when we get these big screen adaptations, as well as they try and make them a little bit more expanded, you know, by like we said, the the IUB and serve lot went off on holiday or, you know, they try and make it a little bit different on the buses was, you know, on holiday as well and one of them. Um, but then they also give them a new theme tune or a new, you know, bit of music or whatever. They've kept the original theme tune for this, which I thought was brilliant. Which is, you know, so iconic, it'd be very difficult for them to, to knock without that creating a big hole. Had to be included, didn't it, really? Well, it's a very important bit of music. Everyone knows it. Everyone whistles it. <laughs> yeah, um, they do. And most people know the words. So. Yeah. yeah. So let's go through. we got, obviously, it's the whole setting up of the Home Guard. So we've, we've seen this in the TV show, but they, they make it a bit more, obviously make it a bit more cinematic, don't they? You know, and it's... Yeah. And I, I, personally, I didn't think, like, oh, I've seen this before. It's like you said, I hadn't seen this for eight years, and I was finding stuff in here that... Might have been slightly different from the TV series, but also stuff I hadn't noticed before. I just like the interaction between Jonesy at the beginning. You know, when he's got pork chops and sausages and all this, like he keeps passing them under the counter. To him. You know, they're just sausages. <laughs> Bra- that grabs his way into um, an officer chip, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which we're sort of familiar with anyway in the TV series, but just the way it was done in this particular one. And, and as I say, the difference, the main difference in the characters is Liz Fraser playing Mrs. Pike. Yeah. Yeah, it's more glamorous um, than the, the original actress. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's always it's always nice to see Liz Fraser. Definitely. Um, Definitely. But yeah, that was a deviation. It's, it's maybe a different viewpoint about whether that was a good move or not, but I'm sure it was, it was done to try and she was more recognisable. I think so. Yeah, I think that's probably the reason why. And then I haven't checked this, but I bet she's only probably about five or six years older than Ian Lavender, don't you? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> the other person you don't see in this is Mrs. Fox. Who was, um, Jonesy's girlfriend, wasn't she? Yeah. Because he ends up marrying her in the series, doesn't he? They, yes, they do get married. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and obviously you don't see. Is it Dolly and Ada? What's no? What's what's, what's the sisters' names? Oh, Godfrey's sisters. Is yeah, it, you don't it, see them. No, <laughs> Do- Dolly and Ada. I think it is, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah. Oh, my sister Dolly. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't think there's any need for it because there are so many characters in this, and that's what always amazed me that. In a 30-minute TV show, we got to know each and every one of them, didn't we? Because it did run for over 10 years, didn't it, I think? Or just about 10 years. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're all they're all only sixteen year old when it started. It's just <laughs> went on so long. <laughs> but that's the thing. I like affairs. <laughs> I, I like the feeling of familiarity. It's it's just like you said. It's a comfortable watch, Tony. It's easy because you, you switch it on and it's like. Yeah, we know what's going to happen here. We know that Jones is going to be like bumbling about saying they don't like it up. And, and, and yeah. you know, James Beck's going to have like dodgy cigarettes and nylons in his back pocket and all of that sort of stuff. And it does happen. All the situations that we've seen in the TV series are there. You know, Godfrey busting for a wee, whatever it may be. I'm going to get this bit out of the way before we go any further. Who's seen the remake of the movie or the or the, the new big screen version? No. No. I have. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah, we go. Exactly. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh, though, though, um, uh, point of trivia, mm. um, the vicar is the only person who appears in both versions. Yes, because Frank Williams is still alive, isn't he? And Lavender and Frank Williams are probably the only yeah. two, aren't they? They're the only two left uh, alive. Other bit of trivia about, about him and Frank Williams is that... Um, after playing a vicar on screen um, during the 80s, he was part of the Church of England's General Synod. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. Yeah. So, you know. Talk about being typecast then, you know, you yeah. just never got but, away uh, from it. I'm imitating life and uh, life imitating art, so it just shows he'd always look like that. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult to get away from it. You've played that character for 10 years, unfortunately that's that's your lot, you know. That's yeah, we've decided to wear a vicar in yeah. late, real life and we'll put yeah. you... Okay, so being a big screen movie now, you know, we've got a bit of a budget and it really does go for it, doesn't it, Tony, with the old manoeuvres and the old... Um, the, oh, yeah. You know, the the scene where they, you know, they, they miss breakfast at the camp, then they miss lunch because all these mishaps. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you've got this quite elaborate sort of set with all the tents and, the, you know, everything being destroyed. I mean, what about the bit with the horse, mate? I mean, brilliant. Oh, on the bridge. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, just typical stuck-up British officer. Do you not salute when you see an officer? And that was it. Off they go. Um, but it's, it's stuff they couldn't have done in the TV series. It's brilliant nah. to see that they've elaborated um, to that extent. It wouldn't have worked in the church hall, that would it? No. No. <laughs> and and even as we get to the like the final 20 minutes, which is... You know, them saving the village from... Is it a submarine commander, is it? Is it, Or the paratroopers, weren't they? Parachuted in? Yeah. Um, yes, because the TV thing with Maddock was... He was a submarine commander, wasn't he? Don't tell him, Pike. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> and there was the... The, the submarine thing was, was allegedly meant to be a, a, a plot of the sequel. They were going to do something to do with submarines for the, the sequel. Oh, you're um, a font of knowledge today. Blimey, go on, tell us more. So there was going to be a, a sequel to this movie, was there? There was going to be a sequel, and I'm trying to remember, it was something to do with Submarine, and basically that the chaps, mm. the um, the home guard would end up um, somehow foiling the plan and end up sort of requisitioning the, um, the Submarine, <laughs> then ended up realising that nobody knew how to drive it. Um, <laughs> and that would be the, the denouement uh, of that. It was something to do with some submarine attack or, or, or something over that there was somehow they were going to be I'm trying to remember they were, how they were going to tie it in that they were going to be because um, obviously they're on the coast in a way yeah um, so I don't know whether that's why they were they were at the end thinking they could hear digging beneath them um, oh that's right yeah that was a bit weird wasn't it the ending I know we're just sort of yes. jumping right ahead here but, but what did people make of that when he said we could hear digging were they thinking that the Germans are tunnelling in or something yeah, yeah straight under the white cliffs into Britain 
So we've got this big budget, you know, as you said, Tony, the bit with the horse is absolutely fantastic. But yeah, sorry, we get to the the church hall and, and it is reminiscent of that episode, isn't it, with the Don't Tell Them Pike where... They yeah. saved the day. Yeah, well, you you know from the get-go they're going to save the day, didn't you? It's just, <laughs> you just know how it's all going to work out. It was quite nice, actually, because you just see all the way through. You could see they're just trying to do their bit. They're just old men just trying to do their bit. <laughs> does, anybody, does anybody know how successful? Scott, isn't it, really? Like me, an old man trying to do my bit, keeping <laughs> you two in check, yeah. <laughs> I am I am the I am the private Godfrey of this podcast. Thank you. Um, <laughs> has anybody got any idea of what this, this sort of like reception was? You know, sort of like box office wise, or how it was? You know, because I'm I'm assuming these things were very very popular at the time, weren't they? Because they wouldn't have made them otherwise. At the end, you know, every single sitcom would have had a big screen adaptation. I'm assuming this was one of the best um, sort of selling movies of the year. Wouldn't you? I'd like to think so. Yeah, you would expect so. I'm aware that the it, it wasn't perceived um, as well by by the cast uh, when it was finished. They they were a bit disappointed, apparently. But I really can't um, see why because I think it's a you know they made a bloody good job of it. Yeah, I'm not sure you know exactly, but you would ex- you would assume it would be as you say go down well because that was what people wanted to to see. That's why they they were so. So much of a plethora of mm. adaptations. I'm wondering if so, the cast were a bit disappointed. The fact that because there are so many of them, there must be sort of ten major characters in this in the in the troupe sort of thing. To try and give each one a, a decent bit of screen time when you've got less than ninety minutes to work with, plus you've got to try and squeeze in the, the plot of the Germans and the plot of the maneuvers and all of that lot. I could imagine, you know, they're, they're only going to get a couple of minutes each, aren't they, dedicated to their character? Because Pike's hardly in this. Walker's hardly in it. But, and, and Godfrey's in it hardly at all. When he's, um, you know, bursting for a pee and... and <laughs> the, the usual. Reciting poetry. And then, obviously, uh, not actually... The, the, Poem recital not actually helping him. <laughs> there goes. Oh dear. Oh dear. Um, oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think that that um, you can't really spread it, and I think obviously with the TV series you would get more episodes would concentrate on certain characters out of the troupe rather than um, it being everybody being stuffed into one episode that you know they'd bounce it out that way with different episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know perhaps it what it might have been that why there was disappointment it might have been either either the felt it deviated too much from the original law the they didn't feel that it went further enough well i don't know i'm just looking at some of the comments on imdb just to try and get reactions of people that have seen it probably recently rather than at the time And, and there's some saying probably the best film of a tv show ever um another one saying i think they'll find that's porridge yeah, see, there's a big yeah, difference porridge. of opinion here. We all like the porridge movie, don't we? As well, that's that's another we've got to do very soon. But then somebody's put slightly disappointing because he said because the TV show was too good, or having the Germans landing Warmington was just a little bit over the top. Um, this particular reviewer said it doesn't quite work. He said everyone is fine. He said, but it's less slapstick and silly than it was on the small screen. And it, it is a bit, because do you remember at the end of every sort of episode, there'd be some, almost like a Last of the Summer Wine moment where, 
you know, Jonesy would be stuck up a bell tower or, yeah. you know, um, stuck in the mud or, you know, covered in hay and, you know, feathers and whatever it may be, you know. And uh, there aren't that many slapsticky moments, are there, in this? I think the bulk uh, of them is when they were doing their homemade weapons. That was the best yes. bit for me. That yeah. whole sequence where they're creating things t- to foil the Germans, with, you know, because they haven't got... The bathtub got, and the oil. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. The rockets. Using, yeah. like, what limited resources they've got. I'd, I'd like the, be- the beginning, you know, when they first sort of, like, on parade or whatever, and they've got no uniforms, but they brought their own weapons. And it's that yeah. br- it's that brilliant bit that I always remember from the TV show where the, the general turns up with a gun. And Marion's like, well, I'm commanding officer. I think I should have the gun, you know, as a superior officer. So what's your name? He says, it's General's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, Trouble cards, right? And, and Wilson is just, I think Wilson's probably the best character ever in that series because he, he just suffers Mannering so well, but he knows that he's got the upper. Wasn't wasn't Wilson actually a, a superior officer anyway during the previous? Yes, during I the was war? waiting for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But but Mannering didn't they say Mannering like only served from nineteen nineteen or something? Yeah, in, that was yeah. That was shown <laughs> the war had ended by then. <laughs> yeah. and so they, you know, would it be easy for people that hadn't seen the TV show to enjoy this guys then? Because say you came to this and think, oh, it's like a classic British TV show that I know nothing about. Say an American viewer or somebody that is like, let's have a little look at this because I know it, the TV show ran for ten years. Let's look at the big screen version first. W- would people appreciate it going in blind if they didn't know the characters as well as we did? I think so. Yeah, it introduces the characters, so it allows you, and it it covers the bits that you get within the TV show. You've got mm. the slapstick. Yeah. Um, you've got the, not to the extent of some other TV shows at the time, but you've got the, the slight bits of innuendo as well. Um, yeah, is it a bit saucier than the TV show? A little bit more, mm. um, I think, you know. We're allowed to be, aren't they, I suppose, being, you know, uh, giving it a, a what would it have been a, a U or an A back then? Leave, leave my privates alone. Um, <laughs> take down their particulars. Or, you know. Well, it was the um, coming towards the end of the golden era of the carry-ons, wasn't it? And the confessions movies are about this sort of time. So, but then again, it's got to appeal to a family audience, hasn't it? Well, that's what the director went on to do, wasn't it? The director he didn't he go on he he did he did he, one of the Elf Garnet movies, he did, didn't he? Did, he? He did that, yeah. He did, um, yeah, in sickness and in health, or, or yeah, one of those. And then there was one, another one TV he about, one he did, didn't he? I think so. But he also, I know he, he did. Um, he did a couple of the confessions ones after this. Ah, that's probably where I know him from. Then, right? Okay. Because you, you know, because you watch them every week, don't you? Me, I, well, I'm preparing. This is research, pure research purposes. Um, <laughs> what we're hoping to do later on we're going to get episode 100 out of the way and start the hammer retrospective we've got the kitchen sink dramas going through at the moment and we're about halfway through them i want to start a bit of a retrospective of the the saucy 70s stuff as well guys if we can the confessions movies the adventures of a plumber's mate and all of those ones where you see people like ronnie corbett and leslie phillips but doing something a bit saucier. Yeah. I think we need to review some of those. You know, we're going right into... Because we're covering every genre on this show, aren't we? It's not just as wasn't, we said. Wasn't there, a, wasn't there also 
What's up? Or mm-hmm. they, were, they, were, they were doing the same thing where they're going through different professions and there was a series of them uh, like this, What's Up Doctor and What's Up... Oh, I don't know. Uh, um, I was going to say there's the Adventures series, there was the Confessions series. Yeah. Um, I don't know, we'd have to have a look. There, there was yeah. one called What... No, the What's Up Doc, I think, was... What's her face? Uh, Barbara Streisand, wasn't it? I think. But, I've seen a movie on the internet like that. <laughs> What's that? I bet you have. <laughs> I'm just having a little look. Was uh, that one? Was that one in a foreign language as well, Tommy? <laughs> it was. Some French letters. Oh, is it all right? Because you have to watch it with the sound off anyway. <laughs> no, no, no. I want everyone to know. I'm on the speaker. It, I think that the um, this did bring in the elements of the show with the slapstick and some of the the dialogue is still in there that uh, you know I think is where the did, TV show was strongest to be honest there was was it written like by Jimmy say, Perry did, did, did this this was yeah yeah so it's the same same writing team wasn't it so and to be honest as we said the, the beginning of the movie is the first couple of episodes anyway isn't it just transposed so yeah there's all elements of it there isn't there so what I want to do um one of the highlights of this show for me is is finding out if anybody's been inducted into the Hall of Fame. We've got a big cast here today, so I think Stephen's probably had his work cut out once again. And I know we've definitely got some returning actors and actresses to talk about, mate. Grab your keys. Let's have a quick look. It's going to be the Village Hall of Fame. Okay, Village Hall of Fame. Stephen, I take it you have uh, scoured the cast list and come up with the facts and figures for us, mate? I have done. I've done the numbers crunching and, mm-hmm. and uh, investigated people's uh, back catalogue. Oh. And uh, <laughs> were ma- matron. So there are actually five people making their second appearance, um, You know, including Arthur Lord, John Laurie, uh, Arnold Ridgely. Um, we do have one... Uh, new inductee into the Hall of Fame, and that is uh, Liz Fraser. Oh, fantastic! There we go. Uh, At last, so yeah, she's finally getting. Then, um, surprisingly, um, previously appeared in Dunkirk and uh, The Rebel, not in any carry-ons yet. No, she didn't appear in that many carry-ons anyway, did she, Tony? I yeah. think Liz Fraser. Surprisingly, yeah, no, she wasn't in many. Mm. But that's mm. where she made her name. Well, or those type of movies anyway, round about that era. Yeah, definitely. You've got a big cast. I'm just flicking through IMDb here, mate. You, you, yeah. We're going to have some fours and fives on it. I think there's, there's gonna, an even yeah, bigger there's, one. There's, Go on. there's two people who, who are making their fourth appearance, which are uh, Anthony Sega mm-hmm. and uh, Davis Ward. Oh, um, see, I, I spotted Anthony yeah. Sega, but I, I've got no idea who Davis Ward is. Okay. Fifth appearances, um, we've got John LeMessurier. Brilliant. Um, so, which is it's good to have, and uh, and Robert Raglan, who actually was a semi-regular on the TV show of Dad's Army, anyway, and they're returning as well. We have a sixth appearance. Yeah, we've got some. We've got uh, the well-known name of Sam Kidd. Brilliant. So, Surpr- uh, I'm surprised we haven't had more than that, though, for him. I think it, he'll 
he'll make a, a, a leap at a certain point when um, certain films are ticked off. Yeah. They yeah. pile them in because he was in many, many things, as we know. Oh, cool. Eighth appearance. <laughs> Go on. Um, jo- a, a guy called George Curtis. No, no idea. Absolutely no, no idea. Okay. Uh, do, you, do you know the name Fred Griffith? Now he keeps cropping up. So is he eight he, or ninth he, now? Then uh, ten actually. <laughs> <laughs> so because yeah, he, he had a you know one good turn. Dunkirk, Lambda Hill, Mob, Pool of London, Doctor in the House. Always rains on a Sunday. Passports come the car. Heavens above and carry on nurse. So, oh you know, my god! Yeah, I, I, what wasn't he in really? Yeah, I spotted that name. Yeah, okay. So he was probably in some bonds as well at some point. You know. <laughs> Why not take them all off? And, and just you know, we did have two of the people actually did previously appear in uh, a night to remember. So just what, <laughs> what a surprise! What a so, surprise! So the uh, the uh, real Britannia uh, bingo card. Um, Ticking all the boxes, remember, are we? Cast member, yeah. So we got that in there. So yeah, it was, you know, as you say, quite a, a, a big cast, and we managed to to squeeze some in. It's nice to get Liz Fraser in. Oh, at last, at last! Yeah. It's one of those ones that we hoped would be in earlier. You know, like we said before, the James Robertson Justices or Terry Thomas or whatever it may be. Um, and Liz Fraser's sort of in that category, isn't she? And she's finally got in at last. That's good news. Tony, did you Hello. spot? Did you spot Private Sponge? No. He was in it. Was he? I, I know you've, you've mentioned to me before about Private Sponge, because he was always in the background in the TV series, wasn't he? Um, yeah. I think he I'd only like ever said a couple... i more of a main character, to be honest. Yeah, occasionally he'd say the odd word, wouldn't he, Private Sponge? But he'd always be lurking in the background. And he's lurking in the background of this. Is he really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just one of those ones that were always there. Okay, guys, so in summary, um, it's going to be a slightly shorter episode today because we've all got stuff to do. We're recording bright and early. It's like 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning. We're busy, busy lives on a Sunday today. In in summary, Tony, you've seen it a thousand times. Does it still hold up after the umpteenth viewing, mate? Yeah, it certainly does. It certainly does. It's mm. the sort of thing you just... If you want something on, just to chill out, you don't have to pay attention to it. It's just funny. Yeah. Isn't it? It's just funny. Unless you're, unless you're a German, um, <laughs> then it's quite anti-German. Um, That's the whole idea, but yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it just sort of... Um, it sort of makes you proud to be British. You know, that you've, you know that's what we've come from. The stiff upper lip with it all... Um, the one bit in it really stands out for me is when they're in Germany and they're planning the attack yeah. um, on Britain... And there's, oh, we're going to send 200 planes. And then it's Captain Mamre. Oh. We're going to stand on the Novelty and Rock Emporium. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, it's things like that, the comparisons <laughs> that he would do in between the two. He says that. And standing yeah. there, and Jones has got a spear that he took when he was <laughs> in his last conflict. For the fuzzy wuzzies. <laughs> Yeah, and then you've got Pike standing there. He's got a kitchen knife attached to a broom with the broom head still attached. And then you're looking at all the German kit they've got. I was like, oh, absolutely brilliant. Send 3,000 paratroopers and 400 tanks. And then you've got Godfrey. (laughs) Godfrey's going to be at the Novelty Rock Emporium armed with a broom (laughs) handle or something. Yeah, I forgot that. That's absolutely brilliant scene. Stephen, come on. You've seen it a few times as well, mate. I bet you were chuckling through this again, weren't you? 
Oh, absolutely, yeah. And it, it gave me a taste uh, thinking, you know, about making a point of going back and, and um, not just catching the TV series when I do, but actually mm. going back and making a more concerted effort to, yeah. um, to re-watch it. I do think that, by and large, it, it, the TV series is, is better because it works better in, in a format of the half-an-hour episodes. Mm. Um, but certainly this is, you know, you, you're getting the chuckles all the way through and they've, they've attempted to expand it out in the right way. Is it um, up there with the right, Porridge movie, right. mate, as far as you're concerned? Sorry to enjoy. Is it up there with the Porridge movie for you? Uh, not quite, Ooh. but it's certainly, it's certainly closer than a lot of them. It's definitely in in the, I don't know, the top five um, adaptations, definitely, mm. um, without a doubt, because there, there are some of them that just... Fail miserably, you know, just, don't just they? Just fail miserably and destroy the whole format, really. You know, that's what happens when you, you have people... Out from outside, sort of interfering, mm. um, get the impression with like things like the Dad's Army TV series that they were just once they got established with the first series, they were just allowed to get on with it rather than um, studio executives of, from Columbia or whoever it was who, who was involved in the film starting to interfere. So, um, mm. so yeah, although although yeah, the TV series I think probably is 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 better. That's not poo pooing the film yeah. um, because. You know the TV series is so bloody good. The, the TV series because it went for so long, you really got a sense of that you knew the characters as well by the end of it. Yeah, you knew yeah. how Mannerin's mind was ticking and what you know why Jonesy was the way he was, and and just Godfrey was just this doddering old, old old man. You know, and it was, they're, they're members of the family out there. Yeah, so. um, comforting. Yeah, and I, and I think this movie is because I think we're familiar with it, and like you said, Tony, it's it's you don't have to think watching this. It's no. I mean, when did you watch it? You watched it in the evening, Tony. Did you like midweek, sort of in the evening, Friday night or whatever it was, wasn't it? I think. Uh, no, yesterday, wasn't it? Yesterday morning. Saturday morning. But Stephen, when did you watch it? Um, I watched it uh, yesterday afternoon. Yesterday afternoon, Saturday afternoon. I watched it bank holiday Monday. Perfect bank holiday film. Yep, <laughs> it had to be done. I couldn't. I couldn't watch it any other time. It was like twelve o'clock on bank holiday Monday, um, and it just seemed right. Let's leave it at that, guys, because I know some of you got to shoot away and do other things. We'll take a quick break, and the three of us are going to get back together very soon. We've already decided. Very soon. We'll, you should have. You should have the Vera singing. We'll meet again. Well, hold, hold your oh. breath. It's coming up. We'll be back in a second. <laughs> How much do you know about Cadbury's? You mean the chocolate, Jerry? Mm. I know they've just come up with something rather interesting. They've got up this new bar, which is made from Cadbury's milk chocolate. It tastes completely different. Well, expect me to believe that, do you? Huh? Mm, chocolate, chocolate, isn't it? I'll see what you think. They've given it this new texture that sort of melts in the mouth. Mmm. Absolutely extraordinary. Tell me. Do Cadbury's intend to sell this to the public at large? I imagine so. Why? Oh, far too good for them. Cadbury's new milk chocolate whisper. Bite it and believe it.
Okay, guys, when we get back together again next time, we've already decided this because we sort of um, made a decision last time we were together, which I think might have been Peter's friends, I think was the last thing we did, wasn't it? I think as a, as a trio. Um, and we decided we were going to go back to 1953, a classic British war movie, The Cruel Sea, with Jack Hawkins and Denham Elliott and Stanley Baker. And, and would you believe it, Fred Griffiths? Well, it'd be nice to see him again, even though you don't recognise him. No, I mean, hasn't even got a, <laughs> hasn't even got a picture on IMDb. You know, where they have the little mugshot of them. He hasn't even got a picture, so I, I really wouldn't recognise him. He's playing a character called Gracie in this. For those that don't know, the Cruel Sea, World War Two Adventures, British convoy escort ship and its officers. I can't remember too much about it, but I know I've seen it and I loved it. Have you guys seen it before? No, I think so. I, I I think I have, but unfortunately, I in my mind, I, I'm worried I get it mixed up with yeah. it, uh, above us only waves. Oh um, yeah. So Is... so I wouldn't want to be too expansive about my opinions about it before I watched it again, because um, just to check I'm remembering the right one. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got some real famous faces: Donald Sindon's in there, Denham Elliott, Bruce Setton's in there as well. He's another frequent Woo-hoo. flyer, isn't he? Virginia McKenna, Moira Lister. Yeah, the, the Village Hall of Fame is going to be troubled, I think, with that one. What we'll do, we'll yeah, turn I mean, off the I mics. Say Bruce, Bruce Setton alone is, is going to you know, <laughs> be at a point, because I think he's on eight or nine appearances. Yeah, I've just seen Megs Jenkins is in there as well. You know, oh, so. I love, I love Megs Jenkins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and Sam Kidd. Oh my God. Okay, right. We'll stop there because it's just going to be too, too. <laughs> do my do my job for me. Carry on. <laughs> so what we'll do after we finished chatting today, guys, we'll get together. We'll work out a date. Hopefully not too long because it's always lovely to see the pair of you, even if it is bright and early on a Sunday morning. Good to get all three of us chatting about a movie, especially about a movie that we all love and we're quite familiar with as well. Yeah, yeah. As you say, it's just much part of the family, isn't it? Every. Even if you're not fans as much as we are, mm. people still uh, are very much aware of, of the characters and, and the idea. And you can say to anybody over a certain age, you can say they don't like it up and... Um, and <laughs> yeah, it's the cold hard steel, sir. The cold hard and, steel. And it just, you know, it, it, they know exactly what you mean and who you mean. And I think the other one, it's the other one, stupid boy. Yes. Stupid boy is always the other one. Don't tell them your name, Pike. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's pro- just, you know, in, in summary, it's a good starting point for anybody that hasn't seen the TV series, would you say? Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. I think so. And then you can go back and start watching them all from the beginning. All right, guys. That's been Real Britannia. Definitely do it. Definitely, yes. That's been Real Britannia. I've been Scott. He's been Tony. He's been Stephen. Thanks very much indeed. I'll see you all very, very soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. Take care. Good luck. Thank you.
keeping the British end up, sir. I'm sick of pains. <laughs>